Hey friend, this is Cynthia with SimpleCynthia.com, I will spread hope online, one word at a time. Today I want to tell you about how I'm recovering from a busy week. We all have busy weeks, and last week we spoke about how to prep for them, and I'm one of those people that actually listens to my own podcasts, and I'm like, ooh, that's a good idea. But then I said, why don't I record one about how to recover from a busy week? The fact of life, too, is that not one week is exactly as the other. People change, lives change, appointments change, things kind of get thrown into your lap at the last minute. So you have to kind of pivot, you kind of have to think on your feet. But I believe that uh, learning from a busy week is very important. How so? Number one, you analyze your busy week. And I honestly did this within 10 minutes. I was driving to one of my kids' school this morning, and I was like, oh, let me quickly think about last week. It was busy. So I just did a quick analysis. I had a vision for my week. I actually wrote down what I wanted to happen. I made most things happen, I would say. But then I get to analyze what I did. It can be as simple as you taking a few minutes to think about what you did. If you are a journaler or a writer, or if you use any digital devices to keep up with your appointments, whether it's a calendar, um, just any kind of app, you can look back and see what got accomplished. Did I actually do this? What do I need to do? So anal analyzing your busy week is very important. Okay, why? Because you get to see what worked and what did not work. In my case, there were several things that worked and some things that did not work. Um, for example, I mentioned in last week's episode that I kept talking about decluttering because we moved to this new house three weeks ago, exactly. So at first, there was a lot of decluttering to be done. There's still some. Decluttering is like something that will never go away, which I'm thankful for. Um, because, and without going into too many details, it's just like we're not minimalists and we're not maximalists either. We're pretty much in the middle, but to me, clutter means I have a family, I have kids, I have a life that needs to be managed, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. So finding a system to manage my blessings is just kind of part of life. So that's what I mean. So last week I told you about managing this clutter. So here's what I did not know in the beginning of the week. We had a pipe to burst in our garage. So my husband and I were coming back from, we were like running errands, we were on a date, and there's water flowing out of our garage, and we freak out. We're like, oh my goodness, what is happening? And I mean, we are in problem-solving mode slash desperation mode, because it's just like, where is this coming from? So we found out Best case scenario is from the garage, and he was able to stop it. My husband is a superman. So if I had not decluttered, the garage would have been full of paper, and it would have been a royal mess. It was a little bit of a mess, but it could have been worse. So I was just like, what a blessing in disguise, you know, just kind of keeping up with the stuff that I'm supposed to do. And again, I see it as a blessing in disguise, but that was kind of part of my analysis, which is like, yeah, decluttering was a great idea, you know, just finishing that project. So that was one of the things that analyzing did, kind of helped me to count my blessings. 
it also helped me to see what I did that maybe I could have postponed it or something I did that I could not, I mean, I could have done without. So analyzing our busy week is very important. Why? Because we have to learn. We have to learn from our lives. We have to learn from our busy weeks because they're not going to go away. So when I have another one, I will know, well, if I declutter in the beginning of the week, it's always a good idea because I don't have to do it at the end. Um, and this past weekend was pretty busy. It was Easter, which is usually a very busy time for my husband because he's a minister. And also, we had the joy of having most of our family member family members who live in the States in our house. So we had to host quite a few people, which is a joy. It's part of who we are. And we, we were just thrilled. But, you know, it takes some preparation before. So in order for me to be prepared for the next time that we host our family, I mean, I have to analyze my week because otherwise I'm not going to learn. Something simple I did even in cleaning up, I was telling my son, I was just like, hey, I was questioning myself if I should have bought as many disposable plates as I did. And I was just like, look how many we used. So like we're always learning from our week. So don't think like my busy week is over. Goodbye. I will never see you again. Just learn from it because trust me, next time that you have another busy week, next time you have a busy weekend with kids tournaments or you have people over, you will learn what works and then you don't have to guess. Okay. And then the second step after analyzing your busy week is you decide what are the things that you're going to change. Um, in my case, I changed my approach to, this is, this is, some people might not like this, but I always aim to be honest with you. So there, there, here you go. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to do before I had people over was to deeply clean my floors. Okay. I go back and forth with this one and I know like there are many varied opinions about cleaning floors out there, but when my kids were babies, I mean, I had a baby and then I was potty training um, the first two. I, I was exhausted as I should have been and I was very happy, you know, with my exhaustion. But I decided, and we are people who enjoy hosting parties and dinners and having folks around. But I decided back then, I'm not going to clean my house before people, I mean, my floors before a massive amount of people come over because I'm going to have to clean again. So it's not like I don't clean my floors ever, but I was not going to make that the focus of my cleaning for that particular event. So I played that last weekend. So the, the house is, is clean, you know, could I have cleaned it again? I could have. And I thought about it every day, but then good thing I did not clean because it rained and we now have red mud in the back of our house. And our house is a house that gets to be used. It is not going to be in the cover of a magazine because my belief is we're going to use this house. We're going to love on it. Yes, we'll pick up after ourselves and we're going to clean systematically, but it's going to be used, you know. And my close friends know that my rule is I'm going to clean up really nicely for you when you come. But if we're really good friends, you get to show up in whatever it is, like that, whatever state that the house is, like welcome to join the party. So anyway, good thing I didn't clean up because it rained. And then, <laughs> well, I had to remind the kids like, hey, do you want to 
take off your shoes before you come in, you know, because you're like super duper muddy. But I think if I had gotten on my knees and meticulously cleaned my floors, I would have been frustrated. Uh, now that everybody is kind of back to normal, I mean, I'm going to just enjoy cleaning these floors. So anyway, so that's what I mean by kind of change my approach to things because cleaning floors was in my list and I thought about it and I was just like, okay, what time do I need to do this? Do I need to do this? And it didn't really get done like it got done, but not as meticulously as the original idea was, but it worked out for me. So that's just one example in my life. And for you, it might be just something different. You know, let's say you have a project for work and you analyze, okay, so I was really busy. I got it done. What are some things that worked? What are some things that I can change? Okay. And then learn. You have to learn from um, your busy week when you're trying to recover from it. I believe that even when we feel like we fail, if you learn, you really didn't lose. So what can I learn here is something that I encourage you to ask yourself. And that's what I ask myself as well. What can I learn? So and then the next step is to implement. So let me go back to those. And then I'm going to give you like a big learning that I had from last week. So the first step is to analyze your busy week. Number two is to decide what I'm going to change. Um, I'm going to add one more and I'm going to say, what can I celebrate? When you look back at a busy week, you have to celebrate the things that you did right. Okay. And then the next one is what can I learn? And the last one is implementation. What can I implement? Okay. What can I do uh, the next time? So here's one of the things that I'm going to implement when I have a busy week. I decided to put a buffer between myself and the time when everybody was coming in. What is a buffer, you might ask? It's just a little space. So a buffer for me in that situation meant to sneak in a date with some errands that we had to do anyway. So off we went. We put the groceries up and we went our happy way to a little date and it was lovely. We had to run a few errands. So we were just like, let's make it fun. And my husband is amazing. So he made it even more whimsical than I had thought. And I'll be honest with you, when I thought about putting a buffer between myself and a busy week, I felt bad and I felt guilty because I was just like, I'm supposed to be cleaning like crazy until people are coming in. And honestly, in the past, I tried that and it did not work for me because I was I would just be overwhelmed and honestly not in the best mood or, you know, you're in that mood where you're just screaming at everybody and the, the vacuum cleaner is running and people are asking you questions and you're like, what, you know? Um, so I was just like, you know, I've tried that. It's not my favorite or as I like to tell my friends, like not, not my ideal life. So I was just like, let me try this buffer thing and see what happens for me. So it was magical, it was whimsical, it was practical because we were running errands some of the time, but it was lovely. So I felt at peace, I felt very joyful, and when everybody came in, we were super duper happy. So that's something that I implemented in the beginning of my busy week. So I know that not everybody's in the same situation as I am, but if I couldn't go to a date, I think my buffer would be to get my phone, put on a 15-minute alarm, and read a book that I really want to read for 15 minutes, okay? It might be after the kids go to sleep. It might be before they wake up. 
It might be just during a time that I can afford 15 minutes. I might subtract those 15 minutes from mindlessly browsing the internet. But that time is going to, like I'm going to claim it, is going to be mine. It's going to be my buffer between where I am and my busy week. So a lot of people do that after a busy week, I understand. like Because I know some people are just like, all right, let's hustle. Let's work really hard. And then at the end, we get to do blah. We get to travel. We get to celebrate. But that little, and again, is not like a trip to your the place of your wildest dreams is just a tiny little way to separate yourself from the busy week just by putting that buffer in there and just by saying, I'm going to enjoy myself for 15 minutes. I'm going to read the magazine that I bought and I haven't had a chance to buy. It might be, I'm going to paint my nails because that hasn't happened in a while. And, you know, just something really simple. So that is something that I'm going to implement next time that I have a busy week. Okay, so let's um, just recap everything that we spoke about today. And I hope it helps you. I hope it is encouraging. So how do you recover from a busy week? You analyze the busy week before, and it might take you 10 minutes. You might want to journal or just do it digitally. Okay, just whatever works for you. Number two, you decide what am I going to change? Number three, what am I going to celebrate, you know? And honestly, I would celebrate before you, you know, start with celebration because it'll put you in a better mood by the time you think, like, what am I going to change, you know? Number four, what can I learn from a busy week? We can always learn from our lives. So just ask yourself, what can I learn? There's always a lesson. The next one is what can I implement? And then you find, that's how you find those goats, like those lessons or those takeaways that really add to your life. And in my case, I learned that I can implement the buffer concept, which is you just put in a little space between yourself and the busy week, and that will help you land the busy week or weekend in a happier, more joyful, more peaceful state. If you add some people that you love there, it's even better. And again, it doesn't mean, it doesn't have to mean like I'm going to get together with that person. One of the buffers that I'm going to continue to implement, and I actually did this this morning, I wrote some cards to some people that I know and love, and I have a habit of keeping in touch with them um, through the mail. I mean, we text if we need to or we call, but we still believe in writing letters, and I love writing letters to my friends. I think it is a way for them to get you know my heart in a way that they don't get to do if they're just looking for what I sprinkle online. Um, it helps our friendship to grow and like the information stays between us. So it's just all the way special. And the joy that I have to actually get a pen and a card or paper and to write to my friends is just like none other. So anyway, that's a little buffer that I implemented today as I jump into another busy but productive and very joyful week, okay? So I don't know what kind of week you have ahead of you, but guess what? You have what it takes to do everything that God has called you to do. Think about what matters most. Think at the end of my life, if I look at this week, what is going to matter? And start with that. And I bet you're going to have to start with God and with the people that he has placed around you to love, nurture, 
care and to encourage, okay? But be encouraged yourself. You cannot give what you don't have. So start with God, start with his words, start with prayer, and just take care of yourself, okay? You have what it takes. This is your friend, Cintia with SimpleCintia.com. I always pray hope online. One word at a time. Bye.